pumpkin fest. You guys like pumpkin beer? Not really. I like the glasses. They give you a free, like, they have a custom, like, glass you get to bring home. So that's kind of why oh, I do it. That's sick. You know, it's all about the merch. I'm a big merch guy. The NAFTA Podcast. And sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. NAFTA Podcast. We're back. Match week nine. Myself and it's Dylan and Nick. Michael is out celebrating his last week off before he becomes a student again of the drug pushing variety. Um, it, fun week. I think we got a few things to talk about, all of us. Uh, Nick and I will definitely be talking about the derby that was tough to watch. Um, I'll be crying again. Uh, but I do want to open this up. You guys were not on the pod last week. We did a full deep dive into, not even a deep dive, I don't know what you would call it, a, a solemn talk about the national team. And since you both seem to be eternal optimists for this group, I need to let you speak because we are even parts of this pod. So Dylan, I know that you're on the edge of your seat right now. I might as well just hand it off to you. Well, a few things. First off, great pod last week. Really proud of you boys. Um, I was just want to let you know, I was so frustrated when I was listening to the first 10 minutes and I'm... I was about to text you both, but then you caught it mid-episode. The fact that you don't understand who's in the Dark Knight, I was furious. I was like, how, how do we, we need to figure this out. I had I had text typed up. I'm like, no. Same as Dylan. Dylan and I talked about it. We hung out last week. I'm like, wait. Let's see that. Let them finish. Let them finish. Yeah. Terrible. Well, I think the most fucked up thing, I have an excuse where it's like, I haven't admitted that it's my favorite movie, right? Or my favorite series of movie. Michael, no excuse whatsoever. If you call something your favorite, you better know the actors, the actresses, the storyline. Didn't know which one got... I knew she got blown up, first of all. It didn't sound like it. I did. I said she got blown up, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, she got blown up. She got blown up, right? Confirmation to the person who it's his favorite movie. The fuck do you mean? So, I do, I do agree, though. That was a terrible segment that... Needed to be in the episode because we got to show that we have some warts too. You know, we're not perfect. Listen, I thought it was a good segment. I was just banging my head onto like my steering wheel, being like, "This, I, These I idiots. wish I was." On, I was like, "I wish I was on this recording so I could have sorted this out. I could have saved us four minutes at this point." These idiots. Um, yeah. But to the question on hand, listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They look like shit. However. If you really want to think about it, it's probably a good thing because you get it out of the way now. Um, I said this to Nick. People, for the most part, forget we lost to the Soviets 10-1 to three days before the Olympics. Sometimes you got to get it out of your system. So I think it's us getting out of our system. I also think <clears throat> I can't wait to prove you wrong. We're not coming dead last. I think every single game in our group, because I also think England doesn't look as scary. I think England only is getting 
said they look scary because their name's England. Like, I, I, we could lose that game, yes, but I think every game is beatable on our side. I also think we didn't have the full... I think it more showed we don't have the depth that I'd like us to have. However, as our starters come through and we actually play in the World Cup, I still think we're fine. Um, I also think this shows that... Um, I think Borhalter isn't... I, I haven't been... Do I need to, sign? Like Do I need to raise the I, sign again? What'd you say? Do I need to raise the sign again? No, I know I said it wrong. It's fine. Um, no, no. Nick is referring to a visual thing that he put up in a in an audio podcast. Oh uh, yeah. But he's Burhalter out, if I remember correctly. Bullet, correct. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. not out. You're not firing your coach. No, you can't. With a month or t- you can't. No, you right. Can't. You it's can't. stupid. It's more. I think the talent has been getting us through, and it's going to be evident still. And we'll hopefully get the re- the right person when it's on home turf. But I think we're going to be fine. And I just want to leave with this. When we talked about McKinney um, and Desk playing for England, I was more just trying to, I think, be hipster with it because the real answer is Polisic because Polisic should be starting over Mount on his own team. If you actually look at, I I wish Michael's on because he's a big stats guy. When you look at the stats, Polisic on the, in the Premier League is far and away better than what Mason Mount has done, and I think he would get in the starting lineup. And um, in the words of Pitch Perfect, we out. All right, a series of questions, real quick. On a scale, t- ten one Soviets. On a scale of Andy Dalton to Herb Brooks, what type of speech can Burhalter even give? One. Al Pacino, longest oh, yard. Longest yard. Garrett Cole. No, I, I know you said Miracle. Is he capable of that? No, I said Garrett Cole. Oh, Garrett Cole. Oh, uh, man. Yikes. <laughs> All right. So, so not not a lot of stock there. And then the second question I have, I was pretty adamant about. The Leeds job is so much better than the U.S. men's national team job. I agree with you on that. I, okay. I, I'm not going to fight you on that one. Yeah, that's a, I think, and that, and we're not firing the coach. You can't, you can't fire the coach. Everyone's in agreement there. Um, I think the biggest question mark is who's going to score, like this is Southampton, slash PFOC. I, I don't disagree with that. I had no idea. I think he wasn't invited because he doesn't speak English. At least I'm hoping he was invited because they knew he was on the squad and they've seen what he's been doing and they were trying to figure out everything else. I also think Sargent should have gotten more time. I think Sargent has proved when he actually plays as a striker, he can score. Yeah, I, I what we talked about though, and I know that every every actual legitimate like U.S. men's national team soccer pundit has said this. How do we get the ball to these people in like dangerous positions? A, they don't really create very well on their own. But, like, I, I don't know. that The midfield, I think the midfield def, definitely missed uh, Musa. I, love, I like watching him play. So I, can give I you, love him. I can give you that. Weigh sure. it, too. Yeah. So the, it, oh, yeah. Sure. Well, that's the thing. The, the two things I kind of came away with it is, well, three, it's friendlies. Who gives a shit? <laughs> two, you have, what, three and a half weeks of sessions and, and camp together? You know, where as opposed to, you know, or to, to still, regardless, it's better than four days, yeah. you know, before going into it. And the third thing I was reminded of is my high school assistant varsity baseball coach said to us uh, the day before we played the state semifinal game and we had two awful practices, said, hey, guys, don't worry about it. When I was in high school, we had the two worst practices of our of our careers and we went out and we won the state championship uh, to get us all motivated and get us feeling good. Uh, we went out and lost eleven to two, um, so that can go one of two ways. But 
it's friendly. It doesn't matter. We got we got time. Right. We got we'll we'll be fine. I I have one thing I'd like to address before yeah. uh, we get rolling today. Dive in. I have been provided with an opportunity that all soccer fans and NAFTA podcast listeners have wanted to have. Yeah, I was presented with the opportunity to offer. I offered my girlfriend the chance to pick a team, and we discussed. And I have. I'm in the process of creating the girlfriend's guide to picking an EPL team. All right. I love this. And it, and as Dylan will tell you, I just want to tell you a couple of things I've learned yeah. while I'm creating this and what it, what it, what it comes up. So first off, the amount of vocabulary that I put down for things you need to know that I have to water down and go back on. I already have 35 terms. This started as a 21 point uh, slide uh, PowerPoint. It's 36 pages now <laughs> Two. I, Go I ahead, just, Dylan. I, I think, John, I've seen some of the slides. They're actually pretty good. I think instead of, um, like, 12 days of Christmas, we just need to do, like, 12 days of, like, Nick's guide, like, on social media I, or TikTok. I think we actually take the time. Let's get this thing figured out. Let's actually take the time to record ourselves presenting it, and we can chop it up into a video. <laughs> So, oh, I'll, yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you what it, I'll just tell you what it includes, basically. It's a little intro of just some keywords, you know, promotion, relegation, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then each team has their crest, home, away, and uh, third kit, then nickname, rivals, top three players, last season currently, general history, titles, a fun fact. And I'll bring the last one back in just a second, but a couple of things I've learned. I've been going top players sheerly by FOTMOB season ratings. Yeah. Uh, I really wish Michael was here because Joe Gomez is third. <laughs> <laughs> and he will sit here and be like, what the fuck is a FOTMOB rating for sure? Uh, but that yeah, is completely shocked. Two, Chelsea has yet to release their third kit. It's, I found it. It is absolute fire. Yeah. It is legit. It is awesome. All right. Um, and third, I didn't realize how many titles nobody's won. Like, I always knew it was the same teams, yeah. but I'm really obviously getting a, a feel for this here. Um, but you, the last thing that I'm finding Are you talking real quick, really, are you talking uh, Premier League or like just- Top flight. Top flight. So, so I, I've included time. top flight, FA Cup, League Cup, gotcha, and gotcha, any gotcha. European competition. Okay. Okay. But my favorite thing, because I did ask her, what do you want? What do you need? What kind of information would you like? Because this is turning into now an affair. We're going to get pizza and wine, and I'm getting a projector for the side wall. I'm dressing up like, you know, full suit, like yeah. full, full shebang. The toughest one, and this is the last thing I have to do, is I have to put on there the hottest player on each team with a photograph. It, cities is so, easy. So, so what I need to know is and it's just to save me some research. Yeah, John, who Dylan, think, who I is the hottest player on your team? Down. Wait, say it again, Dylan. I want to know who, you're, who you think okay. the hottest person on City. Yeah, because we actually discussed this because we were all together this weekend when we were talking about doing it. Mm-hmm. And we had a little, Dylan and I thought one thing and the girls thought something completely different. Who is the hottest guy on Man City? So I've actually pulled, uh, pause, I've actually asked a lot of women uh, this question. Because I've I've watched this game with some friends many a time. Not Jack Grealish, not at all. It's Riyad Mahrez, and it's not even close. Every I've never had anyone not say Riyad Mahrez. 
what is was it his eyes? Um, it, it can't be it can't be a stick like figure. Listen, this is not a political podcast either, but like as a pasty white guy, I have to say that it's probably his complexion, his perfect hair, and he doesn't <laughs> look too bad. The thing that I will say though is when when you're someone looking at these people as an attractive, you know, whatever, they're not seeing them in person, right? Because I don't think as many people would be into Riyad Mahrez if they realized that he's 135 pounds and like five foot seven, right? I, just, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, the short king would be a problem. Yeah, and I think that happens at times. But <laughs> but no one has no one has said anything other than Riyad Mahrez when. All right, I will put. All right, so for Man City, I will put Riyad Mahrez as the hottest player on the team. Mm-hmm. That, that is done. Mm-hmm. Dylan Wolves. Again. I'm not going to say who we talked about. I think it's Ruben Neves. Oh, his eyes are... You get lost in those things. I don't I disagree. I want to say Jao Moutinho because he has aged like fine wine. So yeah. it depends on if you want a sugar daddy or not. <laughs> that's true. I, I think that's a very accurate assessment. Like, there's a couple dudes on Wolves that are just good-looking, rich Portuguese men. Old men. Correct. Like, like wine. Like, people who own vineyard-type shit. That type of people. Like, it's old money-looking people. Uh, yeah. And the the last thing I learned too is the best kit in the entire Premier League, Southampton away, without a doubt. Is that the white Not one? Not even a question. No. Which one is that? It's like it's like blue. It looks kind of like some waves. One of the like kind of like the Japanese style oh, like waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, is hands down, in my opinion, the best jersey in the entire league this year. First, hands down. First things first, though the the Chelsea third. It's this gold number. Uh huh. Yeah, it looks good. Uh. Second thing, the reason I have so many uh, women's opinion of uh, soccer players <laughs> is because our office had a bunch of, like, we would watch games all the time, and, like, they would sit there, like, women would sit there with us. I, this, this is a terrible segment. I sound like such a dickhead. Um, but I also know the correct answer for uh, Man United. What's your answer? Ooh, it's not I haven't thought about that. Yo, I kind of hate it, but... Maybe it's kind of kind of his swag. Maybe Tony. Oh no. I mean, it's not Ronaldo. No. But you're you're no neither. It's Harry Maguire. Yeah, absolutely. Luke no. Shaw. No. Nope. Every just like Riyad Mahrez, every woman in our office, without a doubt, said Marcus Rashford. See, I was gonna say that, but I I, I kind of like Tony's smoldering look. He's got a little blue steel going on but, there. But Tony, it's again, it's very similar to this Wolves situation. Like Tony looks older than he is and looks kind of debonair. Marcus Rashford, I think, is just hot. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I think he's just like a. I think Marcus Rashford might just be a piece of ass. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah. Also, I'm really proud of this podcast that, like, we're able to have this conversation. Unlike, did you guys ever see that TikTok of the guy at the Red Sox game asking him, like, who's the hottest Red Sox? And the guy was like, I'm not gay. I'm not answering that. Like, you know. <laughs> I yeah. use Dove. I'm well, comfortable in my own skin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, just, just know when this is completed, uh, I will be emailing it to you guys. Uh, I will let you know what team my girlfriend selects because uh, she has been. She we have agreed. I shouldn't have been told. We have agreed that she will be taking notes, asking questions, um, and she will be given a week to make her decision of what club she's going to support. So my one question, mostly because I need one, a Christmas. Mostly because I need a Christmas gift. Okay, okay. My one question is going to be: <laughs> if she's going through this process, 
A, do you want to send me some pictures and I can black out the jerseys of some of these people so she doesn't know what team they're on? B, are... Oh, no, it's each. It's for each player. Like, each player gets on the slide. Oh, it's, you're doing a scale. Say, oh, yeah, so I'm going through by alphabetical order, team by team, like, okay. rival, you know, nickname, play, best players, okay. titles, and then... Because that was going to be my... Fun fact. That was going to be my next question want, is, how is this weighted? So it's just it's trying to be as objective as possible, like right. general history, like best players, um, and a fun fact that I've taken my own little twist on. Would you like to know the Man City fun fact? Um, the Man City fun fact. Should I take a guess first? Yeah, do whatever, do whatever you want. Because I've been right. pretty much been sending every slide to Dylan. I don't know what the Wolf's one is too, but Dylan, I haven't I haven't gotten to Wolf. I haven't gotten down there yet. Dylan shook his head no for the guess, so just give it to me. Uh, not relevant until two thousand eight. <laughs> Oh, I have, I, I have, oh, I do, I, I do have a fun fact for wolves. Dylan loves them, and loves to hate them, and hates to love them. That's the wolves' fun fact. Can you end it with "Yo soy Portuguese"? Yes, got it. And I I'll, understand I'll, that that's Spanish, right not actually Portuguese. Um, great. I, I can't wait for this to come out. Take a look on all NAFTA channels for for this beautiful presentation and uh, <laughs> and video coming soon. Um, we got the guys going to Pumpkin Fest. We got to get moving. It's a interesting week. There's a lot of cool results. Cool results. There's a lot of good results, a lot of bad results, a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's fly through the games that matter less than the games that do matter more. Um, Bournemouth with Brentford, nil nil, nice. Uh, Palace one, Chelsea two. Edward in the seventh for Chelsea. Aubameyang scoring for Chelsea, which is the weirdest thing ever to see him in a Chelsea uniform in the 38th. And then Connor Gallagher. Um, with an absolute just howitzer of a goal in the 90th, 2-1 Chelsea. Uh, Fulham won. Oh, what's up? Who had the assist? Yeah, let's go. Christian. Let's get World Cup. Christian yeah, Pulisic with the assist. Fair enough. Yeah, let's Fair go. Enough. We, we have a month to go. He made the, the guy. The hype, let's go. You need to bring the energy. <laughs> juju. Got to yeah. get the juju higher. Um, all right. Fulham won. Newcastle four. Uh, a goal from Callum Wilson. Miggy Almiron with two. Longstaff with one for Newcastle. Bobby DeCordova-Reed with the uh, inconsequential goal for Fulham 4-1. Newcastle, like I said. Everton, 2-1 over Southampton. I know that we have a little bit of a segment that we're going to talk about here for Everton. Um, Southampton took the lead in the 49th on a rebo. Connor Cody and uh, McNeil score in the 52nd and 54th. Michael and I were texting during this game. Nil-nil until the second half. Three goals in a split second. Incredible. Uh, Leeds nil. Aston Villa nil. Nice. Move on. And then Barb. Barb's back. The Foxes are back. 4-0 win over Forrest. Uh, James Madison with two. Harvey Barnes with a goal. And Patson Daka uh, with the final one for the Foxes. They're, I believe this is their first win of the season. Correct. Um, all right. Quickly, let's get to the stuff we have to. Everton, what is... Hank's feelings on his team starting the year. Um, I was just on the phone with him, actually. His quote is, they are a wagon. He can't wait to get um, DLC back into the lineup officially. And the fun fact is, they ha- their defense, and maybe there's a correlation because it's Connor Cody, their defense has given up the least amount of goals in the whole Premier League. 
That's is it really? Holy uh-huh. crap! Seven, seven goals. Um, I gotta ask this quick question. Oh wow! Is is Richarlison a team killer? No, I think Tottenham just stinks. He's not. He's not. Richarlison is not a. He's not WR. He's not wide receiver number one. He's a slot receiver. I get that, but with with wide receiver number one brain in his head, do you think that he is an issue? Everton get rid of him. All of a sudden, eleventh starting this year. Tottenham get him. Kind of. Un- I mean, they're third. What can I say? But I, I just yeah. want to. I want to know. He's a human time, he's a human landmine, that guy. I, he's out of his fucking mind. I know, but I just I, I wanted I to bring it. up the point that that's who they lost and Everton is are now up. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think that's correlation. I think the correlation is they've got a better defense at this point. I think that And maybe Frank can't maybe Frank can't handle handle big personalities. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's the manager. That's also Could a good be. point. Could be. Maybe that's why he was successful in the championship and why he'd always be a championship manager. Um like I said, you guys are Team USA optimists. I was going to get to the Polisic thing. I just figured I'd do it when we start talking about this. Uh, the, Con- the Connor Gallagher goal, insane. Sick. Uh, you guys both, I think, texted the group at the same time. Like, what a goal. I forget which game. I had to have been watching. I don't even know what game I was watching at this point, to be honest. But I was not watching this one. Um, but Polisic with the assist. And he put in a pretty good shift. For Chelsea as well, um, that's good, right? Anytime he gets miles in the legs is good, but it's very clear. Doesn't matter if it's Frank. Doesn't matter if it's uh, Terrorist Tom. Doesn't matter if it's uh, Greg the Beard Potter. Graham. You put Pulisic in, good things happen. It's very clear. If you want to be successful at Chelsea, put the man in. Done. I- and another issue I have is. I'm actually glad Michael's not here because I feel like we'd argue about this. The man was on loan at Palace for a year. Yeah. And you're not going to celebrate? It's not like you were, you played there for five years or whatever. Like, I get the not celebrating thing. I'm generally in favor of it, but you were on loan for a year. Yeah, but he ain't like, getting any burn at Chelsea, so that's why he wants to get brought back there. Yeah, I think what, also... Seventh, for 17th place Palace? Get out of here. I think also the Palace fans loved him. So that's why he was like, let's respect the fans, you know? Patrick Vieira would have gone around and run around like a wild man celebrating. Uh, that could definitely be true. Um, what else do we got here? I mean, big game that Newcastle had to win. Not had to win, but like, I, I, they got to start beating some of these teams. Um, I can't believe Fulham, after this loss, is still an eighth. One. That was another point. And, uh,. Yeah, I don't know. Red cards. Leeds had red card. Fulham had a red card. Like, really changed the uh, the fabric of both of those games. Um, Barb with the big win. That's kind of all I, I had. I'm scared for Nottingham Forest. I want yeah. them to stay up so bad. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I guess, it, like, between what happened to Fulham a couple years ago and this, I guess it really is true. You can't, can't just bring in a brand new team that's never hung out together and expect to stay up. I I always find it hilarious that we were so down on Bournemouth and Forrest was, Listen, Forrest was sta- staring stink. us right in the face. They still stink. Just looking at that. I know, they still stink, but they're not the worst team in the league. 
Here's the thing. Do you think that, because I think Lester is going to shake it. Wolves will shake it. Like and it, We're just talking points-wise here. Like Forrest just looks abysmal. If that's the gap between 19th and 20th, do we think that they are going to, are they going to reach the Derby County level this I year? Have a better question. Over or under, or what happens first? Will Nottingham Forest get more points than they did signings? No shot. Ooh. 20. They need like 22, 22 signings. Points. What was. I always fuck this up. I'm always super low and you, you normally guys need to be in like. Me. You need to get to like 34 points, 35 points normally to stay up. To stay up. I'm going to take you. Know I'm going to take the under. I'll take the under. You will? Yeah, I'll be the, I'll be the under guy. Because I'm thinking it's probably 26. Like, that's just the number that popped in my head. 26 points. And that's still dead last, yeah, I feel like. But you can't. It's just, you look at even the, the teams that are down the relegation, even that battle, like, these are teams that have been around for a while that are going to figure it out. There's too much talent for them to sit down there. Like, Forrest clearly can't put it together at all. Yeah. So if you look at who can put it together and at least give it a go and, you know, get into the 30s and 40s, you know, all the way down to 19, I feel fine with it. I feel like Leicester's going to turn it around. They just had a really, if this happens in February, it's not a big deal, as big of a deal. It just happened in September and October. Yeah. Um, Leicester's going to be fine. Wolves will be fine. Palace will be fine. Yeah, we're four points from 10th, bro. Yeah. I, I think that the thing that's so crazy about Forrest, how bad does that West Ham loss look? First game of the season. That's insane. First, second, whatever game it was. That looks terrible. And then, since Michael's not here, I'm going to lead the charge on talking shit about some of his takes that are wrong. Everton's not getting relegated. No. No. I agree with that. All right, cool. Frank's got champion, he's got championship players now, and he can do good things. Yeah, he had the, the, the players had to mute him where he was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. The big games of the week. The first one, North London Derby. Um, Arsenal 3, Tottenham 1. Uh, Thomas Partey in the 20th minute. Gabby Jesus in the 49th. A red card by Michael's favorite player, Emerson Royale. I accidentally skipped Harry Kane's penalty in the 31st. Uh, and then Granite Xhaka, who has had just an absolute resurgence um, as an Arsenal former captain that they hated and now they love in the 67th, 3-1. Arsenal... Um, my initial thought on this, and I don't know if you guys got to watch this game, they controlled the whole thing, I thought. Dude, Arsenal? Arsenal's legit. Like, yeah. I know we were, at the beginning of the year, we were like, oh, they're going to, you know, the United game might have been a blip or whatever, you know, like, oh, maybe they just can't beat the big teams. Like, I mean, what, they play City this week? Next week? They, no, it's Liverpool, then, oh, City's postponed. Really? Why. Yeah, the October 19th game is postponed. That's okay. weird already. Yeah. Anyway, but maybe Arsenal's legit. Like, I mean, we got it. Instead of, we got to actually give them credit. Like, you know, just United, maybe United played that well that day. Yeah. And Arsenal's a legitimate contender, you know, to at least finish second. I, I think, before I kick it over to you, Dylan, I think we're eight games. Michael keeps reminding me. I know eight games is not even, it's basically, a quarter into the season, I totally get that. I do think that we've seen enough of this team, though, to say if they do not get Champions League, it was 
a letdown for sure. They're a Champions League team for Arsenal for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree with that. I was gonna say like at this point, also why I think they can continue like congratulations. I know we'll talk about it later, but like congrats on another Premier League um, win. But ultimately, like <laughs> I actually think Arsenal is the team that can challenge City for the fact. I think the reason why we made the bet um, last year, John, that the core has been there and it's the classic, they, someone didn't make a rash decision and fire their coach right away and the system in place, he has his players, that all of these yeah. breaks that are about to happen through this weird year, essentially, with the World Cup and everything, I think they come back and they'll still be perfectly fine. And they've added the right players to fit the system as opposed to our friends in... Um, another part in London that just buy people for shits and gigs. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's the, that, that is their fun fact, by the way, too. Chelsea. Just daddy's credit card. But they buy people with no, they just throw paint. They throw players at a wall. Never sticks. Yeah. I, I think Dylan, you're spot on why we, and Nick, we've talked about this, like why we felt super confident in that Arsenal man United bet was like the systems there. They're going to let him like run the system and run its course. And you guys are still trying to find yours. And I think Ten Hag's still a really good coach. It's just he's not all the way there yet. It's, they don't have all the yeah. right players. So um, I see it. We're, we are Arsenal two years ago. Yeah. You should, you should hope. Yeah, you should hope. Which is that, that's, that's pretty much what's allowing me to sleep at night right now. I have yeah. a hot take. You should hope. Yeah. Um, it just came to me. I guess it's not a hot take, but it would be fun if this is how it happened. Arsenal win the Premier League. Alphaing Pep. Even more, he doesn't win the Premier League, and you either finally win your Champions League and he goes out to the sunset, or he loses that too. And then finally, when Arsenal gets to a place of like, hey, we're back, Arteta leaves for City, and then all of a sudden they come crushing back down. (laughs) (laughs) That would be, I mean, but you do have to say, I think as Arsenal fans, if they do get that one league, they don't, I don't, they might not give a shit, right? No, they'll care. They'll think they have to. It's been what since two thousand four. Man, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I guess I don't. I kind of feel like we may be at the point where because this league is so systematic now, I, I don't know what would happen for City not to be in the top three, and I don't know what would happen for. I, I don't know. I feel like one win for Arsenal is kind of a big deal now. They're, it's not the old. Yeah. It's not the nineties Premier League. Arsenal's not going to win every four years or something. I, don't know. I think this is this this game confirms Arsenal good, Spurs still they're gonna set you up and they're gonna break your heart again. They're gonna make you think that they're good and they're gonna hang three to four, slip into five for a minute, make a run, and they'll finish third. Um, yeah, like we said. San, last point. Just a blip. Is he coming back? He's fine. He's, he better come back. He's been playing pretty shitty. He had a hat trick in ten minutes and he scored out on international break. I think. I think he's valid. Fine. Valid. All right. I mean, yeah. The fact the fact that they basically subbed everybody out with 15 minutes left. They after that third goal, they just I, gave up. So you yeah. can't. Even, they only they only played two thirds. I of think the game. Richarlison and Son don't play well together. I think that's the problem. And I think that's where I would have only had one in for the other. Yep. Essentially, they need they need Kulisevsky to get uh, healthy again for sure. Too. Um. All right. I'm gonna have a, a question. For both of you on this game, Liverpool 3, Brighton and Hove Albion 3. 
Uh, Leandro Trossard in the 4th, the 17th. Firmino in the 33rd. Firmino again in the 54th. Own goal by Aaron Adam Webster in the 63rd. And then Trossard rips the heart out of Liverpool fans um, to tie the game. I was with Michael for this game, so I have some takes of his, and I got to see some reaction. Um, first question, because if I don't ask it now, we're going to start talking about it, and I'm going to forget to ask it. We've been doing this. You guys have been part of this for at least a year, Nick, and almost a year and a half, maybe two years, Dylan. You guys probably understand how my big, dumb brain works. Why can't I just admit that Arsenal is the second best team in this league and it's not Liverpool anymore? Oh, I can. Because you love your brother, that's why. <laughs> Very nice sentiment, yes. Dylan? I think it's because you, you like your rivalry with Liverpool and you don't want to give it up. That is the most like sad version of that because it's like City doesn't have a rivalry, so I just have to hold on to this for validation, maybe? All right, cool. Your biggest rival is a Portuguese Ar- Ar- team in Arsenal's the Champions a- League. Yeah, true. true. Arsenal's a worthy opponent as going through this this uh, girlfriend's guide to Premier League teams, you know, looking at a bunch of Wikipedia pages and rivalries. One, Arsenal has a bunch of rivalries that I guess we don't know about. But two, a lot of these rivalries, I got clicking down a rivalry page for a while, you know. <laughs> it's been an interesting, it's been a fun week with this stuff. And half of these, half of these rivalries start because something stupid happens. Like, like Chelsea and Leeds hate each other because of some riot that happened back in 1970 in an FA Cup game. And now, like, that's the only event, and they're like, they want to murder each other. Yeah. So when Arteta eventually flip-flops and goes to City, they're going to hate City for stealing them. Arsenal, someone's going to come in, going to be good. And that's a rivalry that sparks over something as silly as, you know, you took our manager, but we're taking him back. So I think they're where the opponents are a big enough club to do it. For sure. For sure. I think you posed um, a good question or good. off this though, and I'm curious to get. I, we'll see how they do this weekend, but I'm curious to get Michael's take on. Has he reevaluated what success is for this year? Because I think that's what Liverpool needs to do. I think they need to get out of their head that they're actually going to be in a title chase and just say, "Hey, we need to actually make top four. So, you remember how I said Michael keeps reminding me we're just eight games into the season? Oh, so they're going to turn it around. Got it. He's, yeah, I think he's still, and, and he has the opportunity next week, as long as he's going to join the podcast, to uh, correct anything that I'm going to say here. But 11 points off, he's got a game in hand, so let's say they win it, 8 points off the lead. I'm with you. I think they got to get top 4. I don't think, I don't think they have a chance to win the league this year. And it's because they don't play very well together yet. And they're, I don't know if they're still injured. I think they're a little bit injured. But I'm going to talk about my team here in two games. And I mentioned something a couple pods ago that I'm just going to reaffirm that I think might actually be true. Um, but I, it's got to be top four. I don't think they're going to win the league this year. They're going to they're gonna disrupt it, but they're not going to win it. And Arsenal's not even the one they got to worry about trying to win the league. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's... For sure, accurate. Um, Mike, I had I had one question. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You can go. No, I really I had one question. I'm a little bummed. Michael's not here because this has obviously been a back and forth thing about Trent Alexander Arnold. Because I ha- I just had a thought. I mean, the dude's not. I, you know, we've established now a defender came up as a midfielder. You know, I, you can't you cannot disagree with his 
attacking abilities. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yesterday's goal is another example of how good he is. He's not a defender, period. All right, and he makes up for it for other ways. You're having all these midfield issues right now. You're telling me you don't have a backup right, right back, or you're not. We're struggling, not sliding Trent in, or it could be too much of a disruption, but sliding Trent into midfield because you know what? Hey, maybe there's your long-term solution. He's what twenty-three. He is twenty-three. Yes. There's your solution. You know, slide him over, put him back in his natural position, and let him play. And then if you have the right back, do it. Maybe that's you have to get a little creative and innovative in these times to do something. I wish Michael was here to give me a better depth chart for Liverpool. Also, just to see his face when I asked that question, I wish he was here for that. But I'm sure I'll hear about it at some point. But that was a thought I had the other day when I was just kind of thinking about that. Well, when I was watching the the Liverpool game. That's what I was thinking about. All right, real quick, I'll give you. Robertson's injured right now. That doesn't matter. That's the opposite side of the field. I know that Simikas uh, is on the edges. Gomez is on the edges. Top three fought mob rating, Joseph Gomez as well. Um, (laughs) I believe Nat Phillips, Nathaniel Phillips is a center back, so that doesn't count either. Kanate was injured. He's a center back. I actually don't think they do have a replacement right now. Even if they wanted to do that, I I just don't think they have it. I don't think moving Trent back to midfield in the current state they're in is a ridiculous thought, but go ahead, Dan. Go on, I'm done. Do you think, though, because I think it's a very good point, do you think Klopp has maybe thought about this or other things, but realizes if he changes the system and it doesn't work, then it kind of just shows, oh, shit, maybe this is actually just finally over, and thus he doesn't want to pull the plug on that? Because I think the other part of it is they're such a high-press team I think they just all might be tired. Like, they went balls to the wall for 60 games last year. And yeah. I feel like we talked about this before, too, and I could be wrong on the year, but, like, isn't the seventh year under Klopp normally a pretty bad one? Isn't that where we're at? Like, because eventually you've run everyone into the ground. It's a thing. And, okay, you have some new players, but, like, they could just be tired. Like, they, they thought they were going to win a quadruple. They didn't, but they put everything out there. And yeah. at this point, maybe the players are like, you know what? Fuck this. I've been running around all over this place. And we only got one shitty trophy. For seven years, I've been running around. Yeah, I think it's not only just like 60 games last year. It's almost 60 the year before. Almost 60 the year before. Which is an incredible feat. But um, I I don't think you're wrong. I think there's probably an element of that as well. I do want to give you... Michael gave me a couple of his thoughts. One, the game starts. And... Before Trissard scores, or even maybe right when he does, he goes, ah, Leandro Trissard, he always kills us. And I thought it was a weird name to, like, yell out. Like, I don't think about Leandro Trissard until he scores against Liverpool, I guess, on that moment. But he's, I guess, killed Liverpool before. I didn't do the due diligence to look up prior games. Um, one thing that we did talk about, is Darwin Nunez going to get a run of games ever? Well, he, he apparently he can't understand what he can't understand when Klopp speaks. Did you see that? No, I did not. But it's, it's been circulating around. He he came out. He actually said during team talks he has to ask his teammates after what Klopp said because he can't understand what he's saying. Interesting. Interesting. He speaks Spanish, correct? I mean, he is from Uruguay, so he probably. Sp- 
Yeah, sp- Tiago. They speak German uh, there too. I'm not going to ask the question that I want to ask because I should they, know they the answer. They speak German to there too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think you're thinking Argentina, Dylan. right next. This to it. could actually, this could actually be somewhat of an issue because if I'm looking at this depth chart right now, and I know there's multiple people on this team other than this that probably speak Spanish. Adrian, the backup goalkeeper, the third stringer, is Spanish. Tiago Spanish. Uh, this Stefan Bajatic guy, he's Spanish, never heard of him. And Luis Diaz is Colombian. I think those are the only Spanish speakers. Now, I do have to assume most Portuguese players speak Spanish too, but... No, they speak Portuguese. I Two, as in additionally. Uh, I just... Yeah, that might be an issue, dude. I gotta figure that out. And then the last thing he said, we did get in the discussion about the defense. It's been a problem. It's been an issue. He has admitted, and I think he admitted this on the pod last week, Trent's not a good enough defender not to hustle. And oh, that's, dude, I, he, I'm glad he finally saw that when I heard that because that, if we go back to the goal he gave up against United, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It's exactly what it was. For sure. Michael's definitely going to come back on the pod next week firing on all cylinders, so let's just all be prepared for that. Dylan. I will be sick. I'll be on a bad <laughs> Dylan. There you go. Oh, me too. Perfect, perfect. Uh, West Ham 2, Wolves nil. I want to bring this up not to make you feel like shit, but to actually get your uh, take on the former manager, uh, Bruno Lage, and what your plans are for the next manager. Great goal by Skamaka, by the way. I was going to be a lot more angry. I really needed this podcast to vent this week. Yeah. Um, and then they did what I wanted them to do, and they finally fired Bruno Ball. Um, because yes. I know I wrote in the group, but for the casual watcher who probably didn't want to watch the Wolves not score a goal again, um, one, our best center back is out for another two games because he did the rightful duty um, of Ireland and drop-kicking Grealish. Um, so what that caused is to put our best player at center back, who's never played center back before. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but Neves was playing center back uh, last game. I, just, I am now just seeing this. It's insane. Yeah. Okay. So Neves was playing center back, and then I think, he was try- I think Bruno was trying to get fired because he then put Potence, and I, I actually love Potence. He put Potence yeah. as the false nine and had everyone hooking in um, crosses to the shortest player in the Premier League. Like, it's not like Martinez is covering him. Like, there was, it, it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, everything he was doing was just utterly stupid. Um, so, I was fuming. They, also, Pedro Neto got injured in, during the game, too. So, mm-hmm. like, we're just, you know, cruising. Well, well that's going to be my first question, and then I'll let you finish. Were they, was the game plan actually to swing the ball out to the shortest guy in, on the field or swing the ball into the shortest guy on the field, uh, Potence, or is it just a return of Adama's crossing ability? No, 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 no. Adama barely even touched the ball. Like, the, like before he even came on because Pedro got in, okay. like, they were, like, it worked in for the first two minutes because I think West Ham was like, wait, what are they doing? Like, this, like, why, there's no way. And then... I'm pretty sure we only had one shot on goal and it was in the first two minutes. Um, but ultimately, I think this one. had to be done. Bruno, we've won one game since last March. Like, he went 1-15 or 1-16 on this last run, which obviously, between two seasons, 
it's not great, but it worked. It's fine because you're not totally relegated at this point. So it has to happen. Yeah. If they hire anyone that's name rhymes, rhymes with Uno, I'm going to lose it. Um, that that can't happen. Um, yes, Nick? I have a comment about the upcoming manager whenever okay. you're done with this. Um, however, in terms of who we're looking at, um, I know I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, so give me time to actually learn it when he actually becomes our manager. But um, getting Sevilla's manager, Julian Lopetegui, first off, yeah, it's not bad. not bad. Yeah, you did, you did well. Okay. It's very phonetic of you. You're, you're, it's definitely not how it's said. Not that I can say it any better, but it's pretty. You're damn you're, you're on the board in cornhole. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> but I'll say this: he's Spanish, not Portuguese, so that's a good start. Um, One. He's still a Jorge Mendez guy, so that's unfortunate because that's all we get fed in. Yeah. I think people are going to be like, oh. Why does he want to leave Champions League to come in a relegation battle? But he's already in a relegation battle um, in Spain right now. I think that he can reestablish himself because I think it's the same thing. Sometimes people have an expiration date. Um, from my time in watching Sevilla, especially you know how they've had success in Europa League and whatnot, like I, they've always been very, um, I think, tactical and you knew what you were getting, which is, I think, what we need. We still have a good defense when everyone's actually playing in terms of, like, we've only let up nine goals all year. We just need someone who can figure out how to get these players to actually score. And I think Bruno was a... I get why they did it, but, like, he doesn't have the track record of truly of being successful where I think we at least can bring someone in who at least has done it at multiple places as opposed to the one, like, blip on the radar. So, um... Yeah, I'm at this point. I'd be pissed. I think it's a good thing that we're not going to do this talk to Chelsea because um, Neves got another yellow card, so he's also out against Chelsea. So we are going to get mollywopped, and then he'll be back in to hopefully right the ship against Nottingham Forest, which will hopefully be a good start. Um, a few things. Please know that I want nothing but success for you, but I'm just coming from from a realist point of view because I watch a decent amount of Sevilla games. They don't score. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's, but I don't think it's necessarily his fault. What I'm going to say is, if you can get him, I think that's the best version of uh, Lopez's guys that you can get. The success that Sevilla has, I don't ever really think is the managers doing. They have a really good recruiting team there. Point and parcel, like Unai Emery going to Arsenal did not work out, but... I mentioned this on the last pod, like, Sevilla's in trouble. They don't have very good players right now. They got a lot of washed-up guys. They're definitely not going to be in the Champions League next year. So that's why I think there is an advantage with Wolves. Where it's we have like, good players. It, I, I think you do have – you have more youth, too, which I think is enticing for him because I think he does work with, like, younger guys pretty well. Like, Jules Kunde was there and, and whatnot, but – I think that'd be a great pickup for you guys. I'm rooting for I just it. like the ambition Please. of saying we're going after Sevilla and Sporting Lisbon's coach. Just being like, screw it. Let's just go for it. So I hope it works yeah. out. Yeah, for sure. Um, West Ham, this is a much-needed win. That was going to be my last point. Nick, hit it, hit it up. I just had just, just one thing. is I, uh, I Googled because I was the same way as I couldn't pronounce his name, so I had to look it up. This dude, because I knew who it was. I just couldn't remember his name. This guy and announcements and getting fired and sacked, this guy is 
top notch. You type in Sevilla, and the first article that comes up, this is the headline. Wolves bound Julian, whatever Dylan said, announces his own sacking immediately after Sevilla defeat. Today? He said in his post-game interview. Yes, in his post-game interview. Yeah, I love because I wanted to leave with, <laughs> I love Dortmund and the Bundesliga, so I'm very happy that they put the bow. I watched that game today to be like, I hope they lose 4 nothing. so Sevilla just like, get it. <laughs> He literally said in his post-game interview, I'm leaving the club. And then three minutes later, like, it, I'm reading the article from the Mirror right now. I don't know if that's a reliable source or not over there, but, I mean, it's fair. Yeah. Um, it's, and immediately they posted it right after his interview. They posted it on the website. It was already prepared. Statement ready to go. He's gone. Because let's remember, this is the same guy that told, what, two weeks before the 2018 World Cup? Um, yeah, I'm, he's, he's the manager of Spain. I'm leaving to take the Real Madrid job after. So they fire him before the World Cup, and he lasts a total of 14 Don't games care. at Real Madrid. I just need him to write the like, shit. This guy's, quit, this guy's quit game, everyone talks about quiet quitting these days. This guy oh. fucking quits you know with what? the best of them. Like, in this, loud quitting. Top world, notch. He's the Pep Guardiola of quitting. In today's world, transparency is a good thing. So, <laughs> Yes, yeah. He's a, he's a big Gen Z guy. Um, yeah. Uh, he's been sacked by Sevilla, and uh, he's Wolves' first choice. So, Dylan, congrats, breaking news. You're getting him. Um, all right. Fuck, I, I, I'm not going to be able to say his name. <laughs> you know how I did it with all A, Dylan? Because I didn't do it. I went to YouTube and typed it in and listened to it over and over again a couple times. He, and he listened to it so much, he didn't even want to attempt saying I it. I just realized the bad joke uh, is that I was going to be like, I'll call him Coach L. But that's the, but like if we keep losing, I think that might stick. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coach J. Coach Julian. Um, all right. The last game to talk about, the, 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 the City Derby, I almost said. The Manchester Derby. Um, City six, uh, United three. Um, hat tricks by Foden, uh, hat trick by Holland, Anthony with a goal, and Martial with two at the end. Uh, give us that scoreline. Um, the best quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but the best quote and, and tweet that I saw, I actually got picked up on by uh, Men and Blazers, where the guy was like, the Anthony goal is just like going to a funeral where Caps <laughs> is playing. It's like, a, a somber moment that is just met with one moment of like beautiful brilliance, and then that's it. Um, look, I'm not here to boast or brag or anything. This had to have been pretty tough to watch, especially because uh, Gary Neville pregame was talking about how you guys were going to win. But uh, what do you want to talk about, Nick? I mean, I really only have honestly. I tried watching the first couple minutes of the second half. I couldn't do it. it I feel it's just it was so painful. I feel like I would have been one of the fans leaving. It's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I'm a little mad that Holland didn't score first. It really messed up my my parlay on the game. But you know, because I knew it was, I only picked the draw last week just to kind of be a little bit of a troll because I knew that a win wasn't possible. Yeah. The only thing is that I'm really worried about. I I didn't think we were actually going to win. There's no way. I just had, I just didn't think it would be this bad. Honestly, like I thought we'd have a little bit more fight. And that's it. So I'm going to file this away for the, wow, that sucked. And I'm just going to move on. And uh, I'm just going to look forward to the next game. Because dwelling on this would be probably 
worse than slamming your head against a concrete wall repeatedly, expecting yourself to actually successfully take down the wall. So that's where I'm going to sit with it. Um, you know, and apparently Ten Hag, I'm interested to see Ten Hag apparently had a team meeting and let everybody rip everybody apart. Um, which I kind of like because yeah. it's like enough of this pussyfooting around. Um, Did- I'm just excited to see. I want to see Casemiro play. I think all I'm seeing is that like he's been given time to get used to everything. I think obviously now is the time to do so. I don't think the defense obviously lets in goals. The defense wasn't really the problem. It's Scott McTominay. It's Erickson getting busted up and caught up in the midfield. They were just exposed there. And just, What are you really going to do when you get free service and you have a robot in the middle? You know. So, yeah. um, Does anyone in that moment step to Ronaldo just for old pains of last year? And if anyone does, who's your leading candidate to do it? Step to him? Like, like if, if he has a meeting where people are just able to just say whatever they want to each other, who do you think has the gall and the balls to do it? Because someone, a lot Nobody. of people there are pissed at Ronaldo, I got a feeling. See, I see that I, I keep reading the opposite. Which I can't understand. I mean, I don't know if I would be, but like, anyway. I just he's pissed. It. Like, he's, pit, he's upset he's not there. Or he's still there, but I keep reading that he's like he's not making problems. Like he's not sitting there, like you know. And he, I guess, because they're apparently they're gonna let him go in January. If, if it is, they're like, look, if there's an offer that's suitable, we'll let you go. But yeah. there's nothing that's coming. That's the only legit, off, real offer that was concrete that came in was that Saudi Arabian club that offered him like a quarter of a billion dollars. And like that's like, apparently the only offer that was actually made. Yeah. So apparently, everything I keep reading is he's been fine in the locker room he's training fine like he's not like he's very respectful of the club i think i actually like what roy Keane said i think they're being disrespectful to him back Hmm. by kind of holding on to him a little bit but i give him a lot of credit he seems to be handling it yeah i have no problem with him being pissed off on the bench which he should be like that's how every athlete ever should be so what's i don't see a problem with that yeah no i i think that's accurate i think if you're not playing you should be annoyed by it dylan you're the mls expert what team does ronaldo need to go to (laughs) i love this question (laughs) um he's too much of a pretty boy and 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 why miami needs a new striker i don't think becks probably get along gonzalo iguain just retired along probably He'll probably go to L.A. like everyone else does. They never crossed over, though. I would love if he joined up because, yeah. you know what? The second-best team in the West, and play, by the way, playoffs are about to start. It's about to get electric, boys. But um, I will say this. If he joined up with uh, Austin Said only FC Dylan. and him and McConaughey were just hanging out, I think that'd be great. I was going to say, I asked that question, and I almost followed it up with, and why is it one of the L.A. teams or Miami? It, it, we know why it is, but it, it always seems to be those are the attractive yeah. places. Um, maybe I'll go to Minnesota. They beat Everton, so maybe be like, you know what? There's some talent there. <laughs> I would say he'd come to Philly, but we don't do that. One more question, then, I, I, John, I'd like to hear, your obviously, your thoughts on everything. Since we talked about him, he is my favorite player. He's John's man crush. How tall? Because we talked about how Mares, you see him, he's five cent a buck thirty. Does Rashford fit the profile when you meet him in person? Of like, oh, that's definitely a guy that I could uh, see myself going out with on a Saturday night. How how tall and how and how much does Rashi weigh? I, I think Rashford, and I don't know the the 
the tail of the tape on Mares, that was just a guess. I think Rashford, I'll look it up and I'll just tell you after. I think Rashford is, like I said, actually hot, actually a piece of ass, and and would do really well in no matter what city he plays in. Um, and I think that is because he's actually like five eleven, six foot, and even though he might be light in the weight, I probably would. I, he's a he's at least one sixty two. One, I don't know. That's not accurate. One sixty-seven. So Do you have a height, Dylan? I don't know. Tall enough. Five eight. Five eleven. One fifty-seven. Damn! I almost said one fifty-five. Dude, the dudes. You, I've seen it. Like, dude, the dudes at a washboard for abs. Like, yeah. I mean. He's a, he's a... So then, so now we go to Mares real quick. What are we thinking? Height, weight. Go for it. I'll, I'll go back to what I said. I don't know if it's accurate, but I think he's like five. He's like five seven. And he's got to be like 145. No one's 130, but he's got to be like low 150s, Fred, high 140s. Fred's, 130, Fred's 137, but he's 5'7". Yeah, but Fred's just an enigma, man. His name's <laughs> Messi's Fred. Not, Messi's like 140. True. Yeah. Um, Dylan? I saw this tweet during the um, Champions League <laughs> that was going on today, and I just think it's funny because it, it kind of has to do with this game. But it said that Erling Holland needs a new like needs a more competitive league and needs to level up. I just don't know where that is. <laughs> it's 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 on it's Space Jam. Yeah, soccer I was edition. literally gonna say, where were the monsters <laughs> from? That's where it's at. Um, did you have a Mares guess, Dylan? Oh, I thought we answered it. Um, that's why I switched subjects. Five four <laughs> um one nineteen. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's 5'10", 148. Yeah. Damn, so, so he does, he probably does slay pretty decently too. Yeah. And, and, and I stand corrected because we're, we're, not, a, we're not a league uh, podcast. Uh, my height was correct, correct on Messi at 5'7". He actually weighs a buck 60. Yeah. He's Surprising. Thicky legs. Thicky, thicky legs. Um, all right, the only take I have is Holland's 22, Foden's 22. I think we just extended Pep, um, and I don't know why he would ever leave. If he wants to leave, go right ahead. We've got a ton out of him. But, like, these guys are so young that there's no reason to go. Um, Holland's, a, as you said, a robot, an animal. The only time that you actually get to see him, like, react like a human being to joy is every time he scores a goal, he goes ballistic. No matter what it is, tap in, header, whatever, he, it's the greatest thing ever. Um, and I think it was last podcast that I said someone else said this, but I'm going to say it now. I don't think we lose a game this year. I think we tie. I don't think we lose. I, I, I would. I can't argue that. I would lean towards agreeing with you on that statement. It's just, I, I don't want to. When, when, when your striker, when your striker's odds are in the minuses for scoring two goals and he's only like plus 200 to score a hat trick no against fc copenhagen you got to be kidding me that's insane he's, that's he's, how he's scoring he's on goals pace for what 66 goals so that so, leads me to another so that was my next question aaron judge home runs another, or early no, Holland i think goals? this is a better question how many teams actually get more points than holland goals this year how many teams get more goals Ooh. that too but i think he's points got, is even more ridiculous <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
Because if he gets 40, if, even if he slows down, he scores like 40 or 45 goals, that could, he would still be like, I think, a mid to like eighth, ninth place in the table. Dude, but here's the thing Messi scored 73 goals in one season. Yeah, that's insane. 91 in a calendar year. So I, I, I have, I'm going to have to look because this is definitely going to be incorrect. But I feel like Messi scores goals in bunches. Holland has been scoring every single game. Like this, like 73 is across La Liga, Champions, Champions League, League, Copa you know, Del Rey. Um, Copa Del Rey yeah. Like he's scoring two games goals every game in league. Yeah. Like let's like he he could possibly score a hundred goals. I think the if I remember the the Men and Blazers tweets correctly, the record's like 63 for a, an Everton guy. Um, yes, and sixty six. Okay, Everton guy, nineteen thirty something, right? I think yeah. I think that that like it. It's mind boggling. Like I can't wrap my mind around it, and I want to say no, it's not possible. But I will say, I think he outscores six teams. Fourteen teams get more points than him, but I think there's six that he could definitely like. It's every team that's relegated and everyone else that's in the relegation battle at the end of this year. So, you guys. Sorry, I'm looking up. I'm looking up last year's table because now I'm really. Uh... It's like are you guys doing math on your phone right now. Like, what's going on? I was. Um, it's it's crazy. It's insane. Um, because so if he if he scores forty goals, he might be a top ten team. Really. Goals for actually. Well, not well. Norwich going up. Norwich 23, Watford 34, Burnley 34, Leeds 42, Everton 43, 43, Southampton 52, Villa 48, Brentford 50, Palace. Yeah, Palace is the highest total going up to ninth at Brighton for goals four. And then you get into to the 60s. Oh, I mean, goal. United finished sixth and only scored 57 goals last year. As I'm saying, the goal thing is going to be more teams. Arsenal had 61. He if, might beat that. If you're talking points, I think it's maybe like he outscores six or seven teams. If you're talking points, if you're talking goals, it is a lot more. But are you talking about in league or just in? In league. Just, just, I'm just talking in league. Man. Because in league, he's on pace for what, 65 or yeah, 63? Dude, look, 60 is insane. It's, it, I can't wrap my mind around it. I know it's going to be in the 40s. Which is still crazy, but sixty's insane. I'm rooting 60s. for it at this point. Um, yeah. All right. I might just. I think we just need to skip over the city games because I don't know what else to say about them. I sound like a jackass every time we do this. Uh, let's get into the predictions. The table for the NAFTA predictions is as follows: Dylan, you are thirty-one and forty-six. Michael. I mean, Nick is 34 and 43. Michael is 35 and 42. And I'm sitting at 37 and 40. Um, last week was a tough week, as we all established. Like, you guys were texting us. And it, it didn't end that badly for anyone. I think Michael was the worst at 3 and 7. But I thought we would get some 1 and 9ers in there. Um, let's dive in. First match of the week. Bournemouth, Leicester. I got a draw. I got one draw correct last week. I got a draw on this one. Nick, what do you got? Repping the, repping the kit today. Repping my girl, Aaron Simon. We're going for Leicester. 
Lester and Aaron and Barb win. Uh, Dylan? I got a tie. Dylan with a tie, too. Michael has Lester winning this one. Uh, Chelsea hosting Wolves. Hopefully the only match that Wolves will have. Do you guys have an interim manager? No, this will be your first one. Only one, yeah. right? All right, let's hope Julian's in uh, the Midlands by next week. I unfortunately have Chelsea, though, with all that buildup. I mean, I already told you, we don't have Ruben Neves. We don't have Nathan Collins. We don't have a coach. Um, Pedro's injured. But <laughs> Chelsea. Which is why Wolves might win, but Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, they have Chelsea across the board. Michael with them as well. Um, City Southampton. I gotta assume it's four for City. Uh, it it is Newcastle at Brentford. Um, Brentford on a little bit of a dip. I'd love to talk about them next week. Uh, a bit. Everyone has Newcastle for that one as well. Um, Brighton hosting Tottenham. I think this will be a really good game. Maybe the first real test for um, whoever the hell is in there. I don't even actually know. I almost said Graham Potter, and I have my teams wrong. I got Tottenham just because I think Brighton without Graham isn't isn't Brighton at all. They just put up three goals on Liverpool. I know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm delirious. It's at the end of this episode already, but I got Tottenham. They've been set free. Uh, I'm maybe, calling a draw. Maybe they have been. Dude, I got a That's draw a really too. good point, it's, Nick. It's the Sean Deitch effect. All of a sudden, for like two weeks, they could, you know, uh, Burnley could score goals. Listen. I'm calling a draw. Listen, I got hand up. I'm a jackass. I'm a dickhead because I said all the stupid stuff and I picked Tottenham. Michael has a draw as well. So you three are all together, which means <laughs> Tottenham's going to win. Love it. Uh, Palace hosting Leeds. Palace, a team that we talk a ton about, and yet they are in, I believe, 17th place right now. Um, but I think they turn it around. Unfortunately, it's at the behest of Jesse Marsh. Dylan, who do you got on this one? I got Palace. Unfortunately. Nick. I got a draw. Nick with a draw as well. Michael, Big with, draw week for me. Yeah, I see that. Michael uh, with Palace too. West Ham, did they turn it around with a victory against Wolves? They are hosting Fulham this week. Um, Michael has West Ham with another win. I actually have a draw because I think Fulham's sneaky annoying for sure. Um, even though they just got battered by Newcastle. Again, none of this makes sense. Dylan, who do you got? I got Fulham. I think West Ham's still bad. They they scored two goals against us, and it's more because we were absolutely terrible, not because they actually did anything to be like, hey, they actually aren't bad either. Also, as I mentioned, Fulham, the only team to lose to Forrest so far this year. Nick, who do you got? I'm taking the hammers. I'm feeling a little dip. feeling this is a little feel-good that they needed. David Moyes gets him going, and Fulham's a little bit on a slip slide here. So, Also, I just have to correct myself from a second ago. I said Fulham, the only team to lose to Forest. That was actually West Ham. Uh, Arsenal-Liverpool, it is a big game. It is the biggest game of this week by far. I mentioned this earlier. My brain can't comprehend Arsenal actually being better than Liverpool, so I picked Liverpool in this one. I took a draw because this has Klopp getting getting the boys rolling a little bit, and Arsenal's going not going to full Arsenal, but they're going to get a little dose of reality a little bit here. My gut, it this is where City takes over. Telling me that Liverpool's going to bounce back and win this game, which is why I'm taking Arsenal. I love it. I love. (laughs) Hey, 
as long as one of us is riding for our three-year, five-year-long bet, whatever it is, I'm cool with it. Uh, Michael's got Liverpool as well. Everton and United. Um, look, I picked United. I took a look at Michael's choice here. This has to be a troll job. He's got a tie. Um, I will say this, Nick. If I if I got to give you a, a pregame report for next week's pod, he is not going to be... He's not going to let up on Martinez. That's all he was talking about the game we were watching. So just be prepared for that. Okay. Noted. Nick, who do you got? United. Yeah. Okay, good. Don't. Yeah. Come on. Get the guy. Get, look, 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 hang on. Time out. I'm going to say this for two seconds because I don't know if we'll be here or not next week. It's very possible we're not. The only thing to say is, yeah, he's short. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're. George Murasan, you're not stopping Erling Holland in the air. It's 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 ridiculous. I can't believe that's the reference of the seven footer I pulled out of my freaking pocket. I love the big George but, Mirasan, uh reference though. Go off. Yeah, dude, Leach is a stud. Like he's not stopping him. I'm sorry, he's just not. Like it's just Holland's a freak. I don't care who you are. Nobody's stopping this man. So, Michael, for this one, you can you can bite it. All right, I want to hear it. Not necessarily to counter your point, Nick. But I will say the De Bruyne crossed in goal that Holland slid for literally took off a piece of Martinez's hair going over. And I did sit there and kind of laugh. I was like, yeah, you're one inch taller. You know what? I told you. I'm giving credit where credit's due. Kevin De Bruyne's legit. Game never happened in my mind anymore. I'm already <laughs> past it. I'm already Dylan, moving on. Dylan, who do you got with this United. one? All right. Uh, and then last game, uh, Forrest, all-time bad. Um, Everyone's got Aston Villa in this one. I'll, I'll put us out of our misery for, for this prediction. Longer pod than we expected. Guys, I hope you enjoy the pumpkin beard. Dylan, get us out of here with um, a joke. We haven't had one in a while, I feel like. So, so I can't make any bets? Oh, shit. I'll edit this out, too. Um, Dylan, let's get, let's get some bets going. I know I've been out for a while, but... Um... I'll keep it simple, and it's more just going in since we've been talking about Erlen Holland all all day. Um, this won't come to a shock to anyone. The Wolves are gonna, unfortunately. I know we don't give up goals, but I think we sneaky figure it out. New coach bump, we score a goal, but ultimately lose two one over two and a half in the Chelsea Wolves game minus one twenty. Um, now, if you're feeling frisky and want to jump in everything we've been talking about. Um, you can get Erling Holland first goal scorer plus one sixty. You can get Erling Holland to score two goals plus one ten, or you can get another hat trick at plus three sixty. <laughs> I think Erling Holland against Southampton to score two goals at plus one ten is just free money at this point, and that's ridiculous to say. And I feel kind of confident about it. Oh man, you're laughing because you know it's Yo. really true. <laughs> I know. There's just something just came out. It's by a blue check mark on Twitter. I have to definitely fact check this. Holland has now scored one percent of all Man City goals in Premier League and Champions League history. He's a one percenter. I don't know. If, I don't know if that. I don't know if that's true. The Champions League part may be. Yeah, Champions League's more more likely, but that would mean that we've scored a thousand Champions League goals. Oh, it's right here. Nineteen Holland goals. There oh. have been. 1,687 City Premier League goals, 217 Champions League goals, 1%. Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> I, can't, I can't boast. I'm not good at this. 
I'm more of a humble guy. Uh, Dylan, I love the bets. I I think it's insane that Vegas has figured this out, or maybe they haven't. Maybe we're going to be able to bet against Holland and, and make some money, too. Um, all right. Joke time? Yeah. So this kind of has to do with, I feel like it's been poor weather lately. So uh, why is the soccer field wet on a sunny day? The players dribbled all over it. Cheers. The NAFTA Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit.